This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. This, this is Pulse 95 with Yellow Home. It is Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. Anna Schofield and Big House live here through till 8 o'clock with such a special show. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. How are you doing, Anna Schofield? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing really great. We definitely have a special guest in the building. We got Dr. Amr Khalif, uh, who's a writer, curator, and, and also editor and broadcaster. And he's here, obviously, curating, co-curating the Sharjah. Wait, let me get that. <laughs> right. Come on, I'm waiting for it. Go on. Sharjah. Biennial. No, just biennial. Biennial. Flow into it. Biennial. Charger biennial. <laughs> I'm just saying. Charger yeah. biennial 14, which is really incredible. We're going to talk all sort of um, art. Ladies and gentlemen, definitely stick around for that. He's coming up very, very shortly. And it's going to be exciting. We've already you know, been talking off air, and, and he's great. We've been hitting him with all sorts of stuff. And if you are wondering what a biennial is even, because let's mm. face it, you know, it's a lovely word, but if you want to know what it is, we're going to start at the basics and work through it. It's all about art. It's going to be great. Also, we're going to be playing with our partners over at Four Point by Sheraton, the brand-new hotel in yep. Sharjah opposite the Blue Souk. Mm. It's going to be really cool. It's an easy song today. You'll get it. <laughs> it. It's not. It's really, really hard. But the good news is that we'll give you loads of clues because that's no, how actually, we roll. No, actually, we changed that song I played over you. What? Off, off it. Yeah. Have yeah. you really? Made it a bit easier. <laughs> Honestly, I leave the studio for five minutes. Yeah. Look what happens. Uh, but we will be giving away, I think it's dim sum night, if I'm not mm. mistaken. So we'll be giving away free dim sum to have at the brand new hotel. And also talking about the Special Olympics. Yes. Obviously, Special Olympics, uh, something dear to my heart. Uh, my son is autistic, and uh, the Special Olympics going on until the 21st of March. Lots of things happening, lots of inspiring, you know, um, uh, people getting uh, the notice that they actually deserve. So I think it's really cool. So Marvelous. we have a very cool artistic show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stick around. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. It's Pulse 95 and it's Yalla Home with Anna Schofield and Big Hass on this fine Monday afternoon. Hope you're having a good drive home. We're live through till 8 and joined in the studio by a very special guest. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, obviously the Sharjah Biennial 14 features uh, major new commissions, installations, performances and work by over 80 artists from all over the world. Incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah, and we're really honored to have with us, you know, one of the co-curators right here, Dr. Omar Khulef, who's a writer, curator, editor and broadcaster. Thank you so much for being on the air, man. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam. It's great to be here. Oh, blessings to you, my brother. It's uh, it's an honor to uh, obviously uh, to meet you and and congratulations for the amazing success. I want to talk to you um, about your art background before we get into obviously yeah. the uh, bi- mm. biennial. <laughs> biennial. Biennial. Yeah, how do you uh, say it? You say it both You can say biennale or biennial. Mm, I like that. Okay, yeah. flexible. That's great. Nice. Exotic, right? I like that. Mm. So, uh, Doctor Amr, with you, how did you get into art? You know, obviously, you you have you were born in um, in Egypt and you're based in London right now. Uh, but give me a little bit of background about you and how did you get into art? I was the kind of weird kid, you know. <laughs> uh, I went to high school in Saudi Arabia and I was like listening to like 90s rock music mm. and was very like nihilistic and angry and but also emotional and loved singing and was like in choirs and all kinds of things and I just had this creative impulse and my parents thought I was super weird 
Uh, <laughs> embrace the weirdness. I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was super weird. They didn't, they didn't like anything that I was doing. I come from a family of doctors, and they were like freaked <laughs> right. out. They were like, "Oh my God, what yeah, is he going to do?" Yeah, Doctoria Mohendis. Yeah. 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 That's why I got a PhD so I could be doctor. Oh, so that okay. they could. So, so they were happy. So they, no, they weren't really that happy. Okay. But, you know, like, you <laughs> it know, appeased the parents. It just so that they could call me doctor, so I could be on the same level as them. You know, so I yeah. wouldn't be disrespected at family dinners. But <laughs> as long as you're, <laughs> that's funny. Love that. But you know, so I did that. And, and then um, I really like I had this really cool uh, uh, American history teacher. I went to an American school in Saudi mm. and we were studying uh, art in the American classes. And I was so like frustrated that there was no people in those books that had names like mine, like uh. artists. Mm. So I start, Arab people. You Arab people. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, and so I started to think, OK, like this sparked a fire in me. And then I went to college in the UK and I started to I studied actually film and political science first. Wow. And, uh, and when I was there, I started to think about uh, creative things. Mm. And uh, actually, my first job out of college was as a music editor for a website called popmatters.com. What? Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And talking has his language right now. Nice. Do you see his ears bricked up? Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, but I was writing about pop music. I was blogging about like Amer- the first season of American Idol Live mm. and like talking about the cultural <laughs> significance of reality TV. Wow. Uh, and then, and then uh, an opportunity came to work with an artist on a film that they were making and I thought oh my god I want to be an artist so I kind of went down that route and went to art school and then I realized maybe I'm not crazy enough to be an artist maybe I'm, I have a head screwed on a little bit too tight <laughs> and uh, and, fr- and I, so from there I actually ended up meeting people who worked in museums in the cultural field and I kind of uh, started to move into art and it kind of was like I felt I don't want to say I fell into it but I did fall into it and mm. I got offered a job very quickly at the age of 21 Lovely. working in an institution and I just love to work with artists because they're crazy people and I'm wild like that I like to be surrounded by them but that's great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you inspired me to ask you, how did the curation element come in? I mean, you know, like you, you're curating now art, which is a huge responsibility, I think. And it's amazing that you highlight certain things. So we're definitely going to get into what you're curating for uh, Sharjah. But uh, how did you get into the curating element of art? Well, so curating is really about like it's numerous things like being an editor, choosing art, sh- thinking of how to show art, working with artists, developing their ideas. And I basically was uh, working in an institution. Um, I actually started off like uh, by showing films, like artists who made films okay. and showing the, showing them to like different audiences. And then I actually studied for a master's in curating at the Royal College of Art wow. and got offered a job as a curator in Liverpool where I was working at an art and technology center mm. and there I started to curate exhibitions and people just I was really interested in technology artists work with technology artists who came from different places and I started to put on exhibitions and they were well received and I kept on getting invitations to do more and mm. I that one thing led to another mm. yeah and do you feel that um because you've dipped into quite a few things there I mean you've talked about lots you talked about you know film and, and and politics and then curating and art and so do you feel that you've found your niche now is this is this your area or you do you think at any point you could fall back and suddenly become an artist or delve into uh, film you know my wikipedia page says that i am an artist i didn't write my wikipedia page so I, i'm just <laughs> gonna say that i am an artist let's just say that okay uh i no i really uh, 
I love working with, with artists because they kind of they push my ideas and make me think about the world in a different way. And yeah. I think mm. art is that has that power to change the world. So I I love I I don't think I'm gonna be changing what I do now. But I think the amazing thing about art is it includes everything. Like art can be about anything. And I think people don't necessarily general audiences don't always know that art can really reflects the world yeah, yeah, yeah. no I mean you, you're talking to two people here that totally 100% believe that mm. um, I mean you know I, I when you when I speak art I'm talking even music because I'm a yeah. very I'm a big yeah. advocate that music can definitely change art you know um, that definitely uh, can change um, which is really amazing um, let's talk about the word biennial biennial so it's what thrown is it? around yeah, yeah. it's thrown a lot we've heard it a lot we talk about it we talk about it But sometimes people don't understand it. Maybe you can simplify it to us. What's Dr. the definition yeah. of a biennial? To biennial or not to biennial? <laughs> yeah, that is the question. Uh, biennial actually just means in English, you know, something that happens every two years. Yeah. So mm. it, that's the beginning of it. But a biennial is essentially a festival, and usually it's a festival of art. And it's a festival that encompasses uh, usually a lot of new commissions, so mm. a lot of new works that are made specifically for a place. And it usually has a longer duration than a standard okay, commission. Okay. So like this biennial is on for three months. And also usually it has things that are going on throughout it. So performances, films, all kinds of things. More than one thing going on. Yeah, it's and so it's really thinking of a festival as a kind of experience but also something new something that's challenging the way that we look at art and mm. bringing new art to different audiences and now biennials happen everywhere all over the world mm. and they bring people to all kinds of new places to experience different sites so there's biennials in Lahore uh, in Kochi in Venice in Sao Paulo in Cairo and so it's also a, a way to kind of link people to different sites of, uh, of experience and different histories So a biennial is like a way to open up a place. I, think. I like that. Mm, I yeah. love that. And Incredible. you know, we're here in Sharjah, uh, at the heart of Sharjah, Pulse 95 Radio. Um, obviously, I want to talk about the Sharjah Biennial uh, for team, but coming up after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for Dr. Arma, hit us up right now. 4215. And we're going to be right back. Talking all art. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Pulse 95, it's Yellow Home with Anna Schofield and Big Hass. Are you going to play me some music or are you just going <laughs> to string jazz hands ah, That's amazing, it, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. Yes. Put your hands up in the air unless you're driving, of course. <laughs> We are with you guys live on Pulse 95, Yellow Home, myself, Big Hass, Anna Schofield and Dr. Omar Khalif. Yes. Amazing guy. I'm, I'm becoming a fan quickly, sir. Good. We're talking yeah. about the uh, biennial here in Sharjah, um, the 14th biennial, mm. which is running till the 10th of June. And obviously, I, I've been reading about, um, you know, your section, as it were. There's three curators, isn't there? Mm -hmm. um, and and yours is really interesting because you're obviously talking about speed and the fact that we never have a moment to breathe and that time is irreversible and um, the, the continued process of existing in the world and all these wonders that actually, I think we dip in and out of on a regular basis I mean uh, speed and social media and um, actually trying to stop all that is quite important for me and of course um, WhatsApp um, Instagram and everything went down the other day and the world went berserk um, that's good berserk is good berserk <laughs> is good but the reliance on it yeah. isn't good I don't you not. think well I, I'm a digital optimist so I see it all as great mm. I just think we have to have like We just need to control what we're doing. So if we know that we're obsessed with something, yeah. then that's okay. 
but we just have to know we're obsessed and not forget that we're obsessed. Mm. Okay, but but then can we continue being obsessed or should we actually cut ourselves off a bit and try and calm well, down? Yes. So one of the things that I was thinking about with this exhibition was, you know, there are things in history that are forgotten. So for example, nice. our memory has changed. Yeah. You know, I used to remember things that I read in books, but now Google is my memory bank. So mm. instead of remembering like someone's name, a musician's name, an artist's name, I'll Google it. Google yeah. is there. Fair. And of course that changed the way we think and the way that we engage with each other and with people. So the exhibition that I've created really tries to create moments where you kind of slow down and chill out and think. Mm. So uh, if I may talk about an artwork, for example. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, in Beit el-Sirkal, uh, in the heart of the art square, um, um, there's this beautiful courtyard and uh, one of the things that we did there was we invited an artist called Pamela Rosenkrantz to make a piece called Healer which is a snake okay. that is actually programmed by a computer mm. and it moves at random every 15 minutes in these weird kind of contortions happen but yeah. people are it's a robot snake basically right, right. and people are obsessed with seeing it move but what it actually demands of you is that you sit down relax and take a moment to breathe and look at this beautiful garden. Right. And so it's this kind of weird thing where you have a piece of technology, a robot that you see, and you're all excited to see this robot move in this <laughs> courtyard, mm -hmm. but actually doesn't really move that much, so you're forced to slow down. So I'm interested in this relationship between like, how can technology actually make you slow down and actually how can you Incredible. be mm. aware of how mm. you use the technology that is part of your day-to-day -day life. So, so you created something called the Making New Time. This is, uh, this is, part, this is what yeah. you did. Um, what, what you said here is also interesting. If I may push the envelope a little bit further. Push it. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting because some people don't even want to understand that. They don't want to even, like their mind is, is khalas, closed to this. Mm. They, they don't want to even go further. How can art expand that? Because I, I'm, I know for a fact that it, it did for me. It expanded my horizon at least. But some people, they don't even agree to be, they don't want to be expanded. They want to be like that. What's your message to them, like in a way or another, if there is any, or? I would say that, you know, give everything a chance. I mean, if someone offered you a free dim sum meal at the Four Points charge, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. wouldn't you try it? Yeah. Art, there yeah. is art here that's free. And mm. what's wrong with trying it, mm. you know? For example, there's art in this exhibition that deals with virtual reality. I see people using virtual reality to look at show homes, for example, for yep. houses they want to buy. Yep. Why not try and try virtual reality for a different reason and see if it might do something to your body, to your mind? There's nothing to lose. There's yeah. no harm in I think we're afraid, sir. That's the thing. I think we're afraid to try new things. And oh, we're just very close to things in yeah. terms of I've got other things to do. <clears throat> One of the things I was thinking when you were talking about that snake and how the snake moves once every 15 minutes and the rest of the time, say it's two minutes that it moves, <clears throat> excuse me, 13 minutes you sit waiting for the snake to move in this beautiful area. How many people get their phones out and kill mm. the 13 minutes on their phone? Oh, they're always on their phone and they're going crazy on their phone. And then by the time the snake moves, they, they, they miss it. <laughs> oh, the tragedy. So, so you see, but that's what we do. Uh, so even uh, though you're trying to create this space for us to just sit, um, we now grab something else to fill the time. I know. Yes, that's, that's a shame. However, <laughs> uh, my hope is that the expectation of the movement will make you... 
at least raise your phone to take a picture or make you want to mm. engage yeah. with it. Yeah. So I mean, I think that there's possibilities. You know, every every work of art engages us differently as well. You know, so some works of art are super immersive, like virtual reality works of art, and some are more kind of quiet and contemplative. And one of the things that I tried to do in this exhibition, but also my co-curators of the whole biennial leaving the mm. echo chamber, was to create these kind of peaks and troughs where there is like moments of where you can sit and contemplate, but things that you can engage with really quickly, so that everyone who is interested in art or not interested in art yeah. can take something away. And yes. I think that, that that's. I just hope people just take that first step. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love what you just said, and obviously, you know, it's it's going on t- until the tenth of, uh, yep. you know, June. So a lot, of, a lot of plenty of time right there. Um, uh, why do you? I mean, I know, I know, you you said the biennial is it's it's a long festival. Why do you do you guys see from the curators that you've done before? Do you see a a spike or going up and down in terms of attendance or of people? Like for example, is in the beginning there's a rush, and then in the middle there goes like that, and before it ends it goes back. Up. Or it doesn't really matter. From my experience, biennial, I've worked on biennials before. It really, you know, there's the different moments and mm. people come at different, different times. times. And it's it's amazing. But what I love, you know, the most is like, for example, there's a work by an artist called Ian Chang that's in Art Square. And what I love about it is that it's, it, it's this video screen play. It's a video game, basically. Okay. And what I love about it is that it's just this bright screen and all of a sudden at like 10 o'clock at night you'll see a bunch of kids on bicycles kind of pull up to it and just be immersed because the light and the technology is grabbing them and they're engaging in art and they're engaging in art accidentally and they're engaging in something that really could change the way they see the world so what I love also is like you know how biennials create opportunities for art to exist outside of galleries but in public spaces so Mm. that it can just affect everyone oh yes big round of applause for that one Dr. Omar and people don't even know it's happening and I think that's very clever that you're incorporating that and that that, yeah I love the idea of that you get an audience being constructed and they don't even know they're the audience mm. exactly. I love that that's, the, that's nice <laughs> this is Pulse 95 you're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast it's Pulse 95 it is Yellow Home with Anna Schofield and Big Cass live through till 8 o'clock tonight and uh, joined in the studio by the most amazing guest Dr. Omar Khalif am I saying that correctly? Khalif right? Khalif Khalif I like to anglicize it <laughs> See, I always so, get corrected. I yeah, always delve obviously in. Obviously, co-curator of the Sharjah Biennial. Shout wow, out to Jerry in the building. I said it right there. <laughs> bravo, uh, bravo. <laughs> like, okay. Um, so, I want to talk about... Do, do you think... Um, obviously, we, we were talking about your passion for music, your passion for art. Don't... I'm trying to come in. Don't you think that these are the only two that can actually provoke and start um, a dialogue or change perception about something? It's art in general. It's a very powerful tool, right? I mean, I think art has the potential to change the world. But what's amazing about art is that you don't have to... There isn't the pressure to deliver a particular message. It's not like being a member of Congress and you have to deliver a bill. Yeah. You know, you have the potential to really be, to go anywhere you want with it. And for me, music has also been one of the most powerful tools of, of sharing everything from racial struggle to emotional yeah. despair to love, which we all love to love. And art is about love. You know, we just played Edda James that last yeah. song about love, love, love. And, 100%. I'm, and I love art. 
and I love to love. So I don't know why I'm saying that, but <laughs> I'm just maybe in a good mood after hearing that song. That's great. Uh, but yeah, so art has art has that potential, and I think that it it provokes in the most subtle way. So for example, you know, you could see a work of art about. Uh, let me tell, give you an example. For example, yeah. for example, an example. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. So in the <laughs> exhibition "Making You Time," there's a, there's this crazy work by a Lebanese artist called Lawrence Abu Hamdan, mm. and it tells the story of this guy called Basil Abi Shaheen, who's a collector of war memorabilia. Mm. Now this guy believes that he is the reincarnation reincarnated version of a Lebanese soldier that died in the 80s. Okay. And he believes so strongly that he is the reincarnation of that person and that his memories are so clear that everyone in the village that he lives in believes that he is the reincarnation of that mm. person, including that person's family, to the point that they give him, you know, all that he's managed to use this kind of knowledge to amass all this war memorabilia. Now, this is kind of a weird story because it's about like this belief in reincarnation. Correct. Uh, but that for me is a brilliant way to start to f think about war. You know, how do you use that? Do you use the reincarnated figure mm -hmm. of someone who passed away to start to talk about like, the Lebanese Civil War, for example? Nice. And so the work shows the archive of this guy, the stuff that he has amassed, but also has this powerful interview where you start to realize how you know people's belief systems how their politics are governed dictated imagined mm. and I, I for me like you start to watch this work and you, you start to start think about all kinds of ideas of time traveling of moving from the past to the future that's crazy and you know like it's like the snake you know that i talked about earlier you know that's also about a kind of warped time travel you know between man and machine yeah or you know and so i think art has this way of telling stories mm. and bringing about narratives that otherwise wouldn't have been seen or heard yeah it's it's, it's also beautiful how passionate you are we got a question here from uh, sosan she was asking she was saying uh, i'm just trying to what how do you do you curate the artists as well i think what she means is um when you create an exhibition, do you get the artist based on what you had in mind or you ask them to do it? Yeah. So basically, usually when I put together an exhibition, I think of like the theme. Mm. And usually the themes come from artists that I've been studying, artists okay. that I've been seeing. And so then I ask them to come. And then the privilege of doing something like a biennial is that you can have resources to make something new. So I tell them, what are your ideas? What are you thinking about? What are, what's driving you crazy right now? Let's nice. do something like I mean, there's a lot yeah, of discussion between yeah. you and these artists, obviously. Before. Oh, we talk for years. It's okay. like the build, yeah. Yeah, so for this, we took like more, more than a year and a half to develop this. Wow. Mm. And so, for example, one project that's amazing in the biennial is this project by the Pakistan artist Shazad Dawood. Wow. He made this virtual reality piece which tells the story of U.S. relations between Pakistan and it just began as a kind of nascent idea uh, talking to him in his studio and hearing about the idea of a work and then all of a sudden I'm in the Sharjah Art Museum with this virtual reality headset and I'm playing Space Invaders. <laughs> I'm looking at this crazy terrazzo floor. I'm looking at the former U.S. embassy designed by Richard Neutra. I'm time traveling. I'm moving from all yeah. these different places. Yeah. and this artist has made this virtual world for, for me and for everyone to experience and enjoy so I just think that it's such a privilege to be able to see an artist's ideas germinate from like just a sketch on a piece of paper to like a full-blown experience that any of us can teleport us to any other world 
This is, uh, it's, this it's is incredible. Yeah, it's wonderful talking to you. And um, we've got three different venues, haven't we, in Sharjah for the biennial? Mm. Um, you were saying there's there's things going on at um, Sharjah Art Museum, yeah. Sharjah yeah. Art Museum, Art Square, mm. Art Square, Calligraphy Square, Calligraphy Square, and then Moreja Square. Yeah. And then there's also a work at Hamria Studios and also at the Kelba Ice Factory. And nice. people can just walk in. You can Anytime, just walk yeah. In. From ten in the morning until I believe nine in the evening, people can just walk. In. There's no no one's gonna stop you and say hey don't come in here. If right. anything you'll be embraced with open arms. Mm. And you can just go and experience it. And you were saying actually that the snake because people are obsessed with the snake and Asna are quite obsessed with the snake. Uh, you said it's quite good to see the snake during the day. You think yeah, it's better the during snake the day. is during the day watching it sleeping and dreaming in the courtyard. This robotic snake. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm um, into the snake. So you guys are three. So three cu- uh, curators. Uh, yeah. Zoe, yeah. you and uh, Claire. Claire and, Claire and Zoe. Uh, Zoe, sorry. Um, does it? I'm sure you guys come from uh, obviously different backgrounds, different you know um, um, culture. Even does that help make the biennial even any stronger, strongly curated? Mm. Of course, you know we bring our experiences and richness. So, for example, Zoe Butt, who's one of uh, my co-curators, is based in Vietnam. She's mm. a specialist in Southeast Asia, and she's brought nice. all these artists from mm. Sri Lanka, from the Philippines, from Vietnam to Sharjah for the first time. Yeah. Uh, Claire Tancon, um, other co-curator, is a real specialist in performance and has, uh, you know, realized these amazingly ambitious performances. But also, she's um, from Guadeloupe, so she's brought artists from Trinidad wow. and other like that and the amazing thing about a biennial is it's a conversation that brings together like a microcosm of the whole world to one place so I think people people need to realize how privileged they are to like get to see all this art from all over the world we've done all this work we've we've traveled the world and scoured the Mm. best artists from all over the Mm. world and brought them to you like on a plate and and the Sharjah Biennial is is considered correct me if I'm wrong like really one of the best in the world right like I believe so yeah yeah. one of the best in the world certainly the most ambitious in the Middle East and South Asia in terms Mm. of its output and you know it's been going for 14 editions so 28 years so a lot of experience and expertise has been built over Mm, can hear it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's such a beautiful. Do you feel? I mean, my my last question to you: Do you feel that since you're, you know, you come from Arabic, you know, background, and do you feel pressured to put Arabic, you know, artists there? Just, not, I'm talking about. Do you feel question. any kind of pressure, or if if, if or is if, it a joy? If he or she yeah. is a talented. A, they get there regardless of what nationality they come from I never feel pressure to do anything my belief is if you feel pressure to do something just walk out the door mm. and <laughs> that's like my life motto you know nice. so I never feel pressure but as as an Arab and like you know someone who was born in Egypt and yeah. feels very and grew up in the Gulf and feels very much at home in Sharjah yeah uh, I love to support artists that's from great the region. so yeah. I show artists and and, and, and dr. Armour, we depend on people like you because I think it's it's crucially important it feels to me there's other people telling our story yeah, by other absolutely. I mean like the you know the United States the, the European uh, you know there's the CNNs you can the say BBCs Britain as well. yeah, there's yeah. A, yep. they're, they're telling there. our yeah. story yeah. on our behalf Agreed. we need to speak and we need to tell our stories I mean we, with everything that's going on right now we, mm. we were talking Islam means peace we greet each other every day mm. peace be upon you yeah. it's not a religion and it's not a religion of, of, of terror it's not a religion of uh, mm. of scare on the contrary really and I think art and what you're doing, sir, is really crucially important. I really, uh, I want to give you a big one of applause. This oh, is for sure you. right now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, let's reclaim our narrative. Yeah, let's reclaim yeah. our stories. Reclaim Take the narrative. Yeah. Take it back. <laughs> Take, Take it back, it back right now. Baby. I want to I put you on the spot, doctor. One, two, 
If you don't mind. Happy, yes, happy, that's how we do it. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're following, obviously, Pulse95 in your home, you know what this is. So, Doctor, this is a segment we call What Made You Happy. We started this nine months ago when we lost the station. It does not matter how small or big or medium. It's just something that put a smile on your face today. It and could you be can, seeing baby. It could yeah. be free parking. Yeah. It could be you won a million dirhams. It could you, be anything. You cannot say being here right now. Because yeah. we, 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 we were thinking that this made you happy. <laughs> we're hoping, yeah. yeah. But well, something else. Okay. Uh, the smile on my goddaughter's face. Mm. She's not really my goddaughter, but I have insisted to her parents that okay. they are. And I think she's the cutest thing in the world. God bless yeah. her. Yeah. So, yeah. Smile What's her name? Rafif. Rafif. Beautiful yeah. name. Shout yeah. out to Rafif. Yeah, I hope that her that her family, or she is listening. Oh, shout out to Rafif in yeah, the building. Make some Rafif. noise. Um, thank you, you so actually, much. Uh, you, you fly home soon, or don't you? You yeah, back I to fly London? Home tomorrow morning. Okay. And you say that with a, with a sad face. So yes. Yeah. I've been okay, here for a month now. And you've loved it. Yeah, and I've done a lot of things here and I come back all the time, but it really feels like... So if somebody's listening right now and they're, you know, still debating, shall they go or not, what do you tell them? The air is yours. Uh, Sharjah Biennial 14, I think, is a place for you to go and dream, Mm. to open your mind, have your imagination be captured, step out of your body and let yourself be free. Sharjah Biennial 14, Mm -hmm. baby. That's a a good point, Doc. That's a good point. (laughs) I want to challenge you with that. Let's push it even further. With with everything that's going on in life right now, you know, life is very difficult and you got to pay the rent, you got to do this, you got to do that. In what way does it... My mind needs to be free for me to go and enjoy that. Or would me going there make me forget about my world? There are lots of moments where you will forget about your world and be caught up in something super beautiful, which I think is part of what art can do. Mm. But also it might make you stop and think about your the complexities of your world, difficult things, and it might make you think about them in a different way. It might mm. make you chill out a little bit because you might know realize lots of people are experiencing this stuff and you're not alone. I like that. Yeah. Any last words, Doctor, you would like to say to Pulse95 Radio, the heart of Sharjah? Uh... <laughs> Smile, you're in charge. Nice. There's a strap line That's right there. That's our motto right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how can people follow you, Doctor? Do you have a, like a personal page or? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Mm. Uh, o Khalif uh, is my Instagram handle. So yeah. find me there and you can follow my journeys through contemporary art and life. Because you're on your way to Vienna soon, aren't you? I'm on my way to Venice, Portugal. Texas yeah. was in there Texas. as well. So Ooh. you literally are this amazing curator that dots around the globe. And yeah, but I watch my carbon footprint just before anyone judges me. Okay. I, try, <laughs> I try and limit the travel as much as I can. I think oh. it sounds like a wonderful job, and uh, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, it's been wonderful. We wish you all the best, sir. Blessings and peace. Wassalamu alaikum. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.